All right, everyone, welcome in to Mock Draft Monday, week four. It is here. This is Monday of draft week. This is the best time of the year. I'm excited for Thursday night. It's going to be awesome. Um, uh, words just can't describe the feeling on draft day. Uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, we got picks 25 through 32. Uh, we have a nice board. We're probably going to get every single pick 25 to 32 wrong. But then again, mock drafts are just fun. It's mock draft season. And then the drafts on Thursday. So we're, we'll, we'll wrap up with mock draft week four today. And then everyone else can enjoy the rest of the week. And then Thursday, we'll just look at our mock draft and be like, wow, we're a bunch of idiots. We're, we're going to get 10 right. We're going to get 10 right. And we're going to get one in this last eight correct. All right. It's, let's, it's so man, so if you think 11, we're going to get 11 out of 32 picks, right? Oh, I mean, at least 10. One of the 10 might be in the last eight okay. of the draft. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to manifest here. We're, get, we're going to get double digits right. Double happen. digits. I'll take double digits. If we can get double digit amount of picks right in the first round, mm -hmm. uh, does it count if the pick, like where the player gets picked is correct, but it, it's a different team? Uh, does that yes. count? Yes, I okay. say that does count. We'll, we'll count because it's in the it's in the spot. Because it's mock draft season, we can do whatever we want. Yep, here. yep. We'll we'll count. We make our own rules on mock draft Monday. So we start with pick twenty five in this episode, which you own. I do own as a member of the Jacksonville Duval Jaguars here. Mm -hmm. um, who was in this position first? Um. Who owned this pick? I. Oh, I I have the note. I have the note. While you're, this while you're the, doing that, go ahead. I, I got it. Um, it's your team. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Rams. yeah. The yeah. Los Angeles football Rams. Yep. I say, LA Rams. I say the city and then football before any team. I don't know why. It's just a thing. It's just like a Chris um, Berman thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's right. The Rams, Jalen Ramsey. Um, but we're here with the Jags, and before this pick gets started, I would like to preface this pick in this episode. I am wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. I know I am. I have already come out and said that I'm a diehard Denver Broncos fan, which I am. But if the Broncos are nowhere near the picture and it does not involve them, I root for the Chiefs to succeed because I was born and have a ton of family in Kansas, um, but the Broncos will always come first. So respect. Anyways, none of you are watching this. You're just listening. So none of that actually matters. But the Jags, we're going to go with uh, Christian Barmore, a defensive tackle out of Bama, number one interior defensive lineman. Um, he is, I believe, uh, another like 6'5", like 320 as a defensive tackle, which is um, kind of – on the larger side, for sure, and some people uh, may have their kind of concerns over a taller guy defensive tackle because you do need to have that uh, kind of like low center of gravity with the low man wins on the offensive line. Um, but we've seen bigger defensive tackles in the past, um, like Albert Hainsworth, for example. He got the first kind of $100 million contract for a non-quarterback. And I remember that he was, yeah, if he was committed, that was the worst signing in NFL history for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but if he 
doubled down on his flashes and was able to make that a consistent thing, he would have been worth every penny. We've seen how disruptive interior defensive linemen could be with Aaron Donald. And granted, that's an outlier compared freak to what you would expect out of a yeah, freak of nature. You can't expect that out of a top defensive interior lineman. But, um, but Barmore's got all that explosiveness. He has rare pass rush ability for that interior line. And we've seen how, how much more effective you can be with an interior rusher. So with different teams that have nice outside pieces, you have offensive tackles that are kind of built and trained for uh, protecting against edge rushers. And they can take over games, but when you have an interior explosive guy, you're not only destroying anywhere the run goes, you're also throwing the pocket back in the quarterback's face and immediately put him off his block as opposed to rollouts that you can do um, also running away from that side of the line of scrimmage, throwing doubles on the edge. Um, you can't really do that as much on the interior because if you double the guy on a pass block, you can bring a guy off the edge and then he's a free runner. Um, and he also stops the gap for the run game. And controlling the trenches outside of quarterback play is the most important way to turn a franchise around. And the Jags definitely need to um, start from scratch here. So getting this kind of a, a game changer um, is a great value at 25. Yeah, great pick by Jacksonville starting the rebuild, got their quarterback, get a nice defensive piece, you know, and then they're, then they're picking kind of soon again. So, you mm-hmm. know, they'll, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're on the right foot, a nice track. Um, kid, this kid's big. That's a, that's a big boy. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can uh, translate that that work in uh, into the big leagues, into the pros, and uh, and dominate in the trenches. You win the trenches, you win the games. So uh, that'll transition to my Cleveland Browns, <laughs> the the Super Browns. Big pick. You want to play the the audio? Do you have yeah, it I kind of I kind of do. Uh, let me let me talk it. Let me talk through it uh, real quick. Um, we're recording this um, at a time where Jadavian Clowney is not a member of the Cleveland Browns, but uh, I am breaking future news that it's probably like a week old now that Jadavian Clowney is a member of the Cleveland Browns. So we we were thinking edge rusher. We, we were thinking edge rusher with this pick, but now the fact that Andrew Barry has gone out, he signed – uh, Jadavian Clowney to one year, $8 million deal incentive based up to 14 million, 12 to 14. Uh, I don't know numbers. I'm just, like I said, this is, this is me breaking future news. Um, now that we've addressed, we got Tack McKinley and Clowney on the edge. We're going after another corner. You can't have too many corners in this league. You need someone opposite of Denzel Ward. We love Denzel Ward. Uh, John Johnson coming over. Grant Delpit coming back, Ronnie Harrison. The the secondary is there. We just need that that other guy on the other side of Denzel. And I think it's time that we get him. So with that being said, can can I get the chime? Can I get the chime? Let's hear it. With the 26th pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Cleveland Browns select 
Greg Newsom the second cornerback Northwestern 6-1-190. The kid's a stud. Um, I I just uh, I, I love it. Uh, that the sounds are just in, incredible. Sorry, I had, to, I had to play that sound. Like <laughs> you're good. The, the the kid, Greg Greg Newsom. Um, he's he's a dude. Um, he's a he's a baller. I I just we I, we need another corner. Um, I can't rely on Greedy Williams. Uh, part of me wanted to take Asante Samuel Jr. right there, just because mm-hmm. of the name. Big, oh, yeah. big fan, but he's a little bit undersized. I like the fact that um, that Newsom six one one ninety. He's got a bigger body. Uh, he seems to be like he can be durable. He can translate uh, with his ball skills and his physicality. And you go, Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, Troy Hill in the slot with potentially Greedy even being in there um, as well. If Greedy doesn't like pan out, you know. They, they would compete. They would compete for the starting job. So we're not just going to give the job to Newsom. Like he's going to have to come in and earn his spot. And I think that he's got the motor to do so. And I'm ready to go to the Super Bowl. So if anyone is selling Super Bowl tickets, I'm in the market. Yeah, we uh, well, the Super Bowl is next year. It'll probably be at 100 percent capacity in uh, my future home, uh, SoFi Stadium. So I'll see you there, Scott. Yep. But uh yeah, Newsom. Yeah. I, I I like the guy. He's got great technique. Always stays with his opponent. Stays in front of them. Doesn't uh, kind of move his hips too early. He kind of like shadows them. Kind of blankets them. Um, he's a great toughness guy. Great speed. Only issues he's mainly have had have had. Excuse my French our, uh, our injury woes. And, you know, when you're picking this late in the first round, taking a risk on a top 10 talent, potentially type guy that have some durability issues, I think is well warranted uh, because of the home run that you might be able to hit with it. I think that once he does get to the next level, he'll be able to put on some more weight. I think that will help him being 190 right now as a corner at a six, one uh, height is a little bit lean. And I think that that will help with his durability and kind of make him stay on the field more often. Definitely needs to win his job. Uh, John Johnson, especially, I think that he will win that secondary job. Um, that number two corner job. Uh, he was so good for the Rams this past year. I had their defense on like three different fantasy teams. Did wonders for me. John Johnson is a playmakers all over the field. Um, so that's just a, a nod to, once again, your GM over there making tons of good moves. But uh, but Newsom's yet another pickup and the rich get richer, in my opinion here. You're all, y'all were only one blown uh, hit to the head away from essentially a Super Bowl visit. Yeah. Um, so I think that getting a guy like this and continuing the progression that y'all have, um, you won't even need to worry about a blown call like that this year. Agreed. I, I think uh, uh, we've, we showed that, uh, you know, granted Mahomes did get hurt that, uh, that we can compete with that team. And if they added a couple more pieces on defense um, that we, we can be a legit contender and we've addressed We've addressed some of them, signing, obviously, John Johnson, Troy Hill in the secondary, getting Grant Delpit back. 
um, signing Jadavian Clowney. Once again, future breaking news um, of, of the Clowney sighting. Uh, I, I think that, uh, I think that this would be uh, the move that could potentially put them over the hump as you know, Patty Mahomes, you know, you can't have enough corners to stop them. You got to have a good secondary. Oh yeah. Good secondary, but athletic secondary. So this yeah. definitely adds to, to that because he has the size, but doesn't give up the athleticism there. Yep. Um, Over to the Ratbirds, 27. Going to the Baltimore Ravens. The black, purple, and gold are very happy with the way the board has fallen to them here. They always could use some defense. They could use some receiver help with with Lamar there. Um, But we've seen in a few years past that they haven't drafted very well. Hollywood Brown's a nice piece, but he's not a number one. Um, when they did draft him in the first round, I believe, mm-hmm. but they're going to go with a home run pick here, in my opinion. And Jalen Phillips, defensive end from Miami, 6'5, 266, 4.6 40 yard dash. He had Rousseau there the year before, and when they got rid of him, and everyone focused on Phillips because he was the only one there that was able to take over. He still had 45 tackles, eight sacks, a pick, three pass defenses in this kind of COVID-shortened season. He's He's got all the tools to be an all-pro type of defensive end, and the Ravens have shown no sign of not drafting defensive ends or edge rushers or defense in general when their defense is already stacked kind of similar to how um, Pittsburgh kind of runs their organization. They'll never say no to defense. And this guy should be picked higher than this Um, with the specific needs of different teams. I think he does maybe drop a little bit to the low teens, but with the way this board's dropped to 27, uh, it's an outstanding pickup here. Nice. Uh, I always hate the Ravens, but uh, I'm glad (laughs) that they don't get a – I'm glad that they don't get a good receiver. I'm glad yeah. that they didn't, they didn't get a good receiver. Um, mm-hmm. Even decent offensive line, we can we can put up with that. We can we can deal with it. He's he's a hell of a he's a hell of a playmaker. Um, but I'm I'm not going to be upset with it. Uh, we're just going to have to uh, make sure Lamar like poops his pants next time. I yeah, guess. <laughs> yeah. This is a case of best one of the best players available. Mm-hmm. if not the best player available um, with the highest potential and they don't go a little bit down to take a receiver um, to fix their biggest issue, which Lamar desperately needs, but that bodes wetter for better for the <laughs> bodes wetter for the Browns yep. um, bodes better for the Browns. So yeah. That'll swing us to number 28 uh, held by the new Orleans saints. And good lord, I I honestly have no idea what they're gonna do in New Orleans. They're so far over the cap. Um, I I don't even recall who they've had to cut, who they have had to uh, restructure contracts with. Um, yeah, their cap is uh, not desirable <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, so I know that. Uh, I know that they've ran into uh, they they took the offensive lineman from Michigan in the first round last year, um, so I know that 
they they're always interested in protecting the offensive line um but i think that we might have to look at a kind of a, a best player available um in this situation for uh for the saints and uh at the end of the day they they don't want to get into shootouts no drew Brees anymore um so i think they they do have to shift the focus to the defensive side of the football and i'm gonna botch it um but a great value pick uh, out of Notre Dame, the outside linebacker, Jeremiah Awuzi Kormoa? 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 Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Linebacker from Notre Dame. A stud from Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, he's a stud. He's uh, He can fly all over the field. Um, I think that the New Orleans defense could use someone like that. Uh, very high value pick. A lot of people have them in top 20 on their big boards. Um, but obviously the linebacker market is a little, uh, I wouldn't say uh, overlooked is probably the best, um, the best way to describe the linebacker um, movement, the way that everyone's shifting like, you, you can't find if Ray Lewis played in today's day and age, like, do you think that he could, you know, guard Alvin Kamara out of the backfield? Like, do you think his speed would, would translate? Like, no, nah, he's more of a, in, in the uh, trenches kind of linebacker, but now it's a, it's, we've shifted our focus of linebackers to more of those coverage and keeping up with tight ends or running backs out of the backfield. And uh, I think uh, this guy showcased it this year in the ACC um, he had a guy, I think he had a good game against Clemson as well. Um, in that, um, I wouldn't know Clemson, uh, Alabama in that, uh, in that, uh, playoff game that they got absolutely destroyed in. But even in the Clemson games, you know, he, you know, those were national spotlighted games as well. ACC title game that like the, the kids, the kids fast. Um, and he's, he's always around the ball. And uh, I think that the Saints would love to have, uh, a guy like that on their team. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that his kind of athleticism, potential, and versatility make him a top 20-ish prospect um, with the other individuals that you're referencing that are kind of putting him up there. Um, with that, I think that <clears throat> you can say someone deserves a top 20 kind of prospect area, but there'd be more than 20 guys that you say that are worth that. Um, so here, even at 20, what are we 28 right now? Yeah. Great value. Um, I think that the biggest issue, he is not a very stout tackler. So although we are kind of shifting away from that, throw a, a big 260 guy and have him just stuff the whole kind of a linebacker, um, he does need to get a little bit bigger, put on a little bit more muscle and kind of get a little more physical up in there, but he's a sideline to sideline guy. He's going to be on the field, all three downs. Notre Dame linebackers are notorious for being like well ready for the NFL. Um, most recently Jalen Smith, wish he didn't get injured to start his yeah. career off and everything. We definitely threw him off, but he's been great and everything. So um, 
yeah, I mean, if you're going to be going defense with this pick, Saints could go all over the place like you did say. I honestly could see another receiver out here with Michael Thomas being a little wishy-washy last year, maybe a little diva-y. He's their biggest cap hit right now. I believe it's $22 million. I don't think they move on from him very easily, but also getting extra wide receiver help to the quarterback, whoever it may be, they know that they can't rely on Michael Thomas and a bunch of Guys that would be yeah, no Manny Sanders anymore. Yeah, like a Rashad Bateman or something like that out of Minnesota um, would be a nice slot here. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the talent is there, and you are picking a guy. You're not reaching for this guy one bit. So yeah, let's go to let's go to Green <clears throat> Bay where there might be uh, a dilemma. Uh, with the Aaron Rodgers contract, but we'll focus on uh, we'll po- focus on the draft pick that uh, they kind of fucked up last year in the first round. Yeah, cheeseheads were were a little cheesy last year. Uh, going Jordan Love and then uh, AJ Dillon back to back, especially with Rodgers, you can't count Rodgers out. Like as much as the guy has been kind of an ass at times in the past. Uh, he's fucking good yeah he is good you cannot deny that and he's going to be good for a few more years if brady's doing this at 42 rogers can do it at 37 so yeah um that was a little bit of an oversight i think it's going to be very garoppolo in uh in new england-esque i feel garoppolo is there what three years or so and he never really played um so i think that's what's going to happen to jordan love sucks for him but then going A.J. Dillon and then signing Aaron Jones to a four-year, $48 million deal. Absolutely terrible draft. But they make up for it this year and not in the most popular of ways with the fans because we are not going wide receiver here, which is what they've done every single year for as long as anyone can remember. Aaron Rodgers will not be upset, but or he will be upset. He won't be happy. But he plays better angry. So, I mean, fuel the fire a little bit more. Maybe trade for like they did try to do last year with a Will Fuller. Not Will Fuller specifically because he just signed, but someone of that nature. Um, we're going to take defensive tackle Levi Unwuzurike. Un, Unwuzurike. Okay, that's as good as it's going to get. Um, <laughs> big guy from Washington, big guy from Washington, uh, interior defensive lineman, six two two ninety. He has great explosion with his first step, great ability to, um, kind of set the tone there, get his hands on the offensive lineman first, even though they are the ones who know the snap count, um, had a really good senior bowl, uh, low center of gravity controls the point of attack. Um, does not have a lot of upside when it comes to pass rush ability. So that is the biggest knock with him. But the biggest issue that Green Bay has had for a few years, just ask any uh, San Francisco 49ers fans from two years ago in that championship game, is their rush D. Yep. They have not had a good one for a while now. And this guy kind of sets the tone on the defensive line right in the middle. As we mentioned earlier with Bar- Barmore um, out of Bama, defensive tackles if you get the right ones can be a little bit more um low-key in terms of the effect that they can have than other positions on that defensive side so yeah 
Very solid, nice. solid pick for Green Bay. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to keep Aaron Rodgers pissed off. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's that's what they're going to do. Um, no, I don't I, I don't see any problems with this. Obviously, Rodgers can only do so much. And with how well that he can operate with anyone, uh, I would also focus on the defense. But like last year, you know, you take Love and then Dylan and like that didn't help their defense like you know, to help out the defense, like at least this one, you know, it's not like you're drafting Rogers backup. Like, you know, I, I was, uh, Trap Jordan loves backup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I was, I forget where I heard this, but, um, if you go back and look at first round picks since Aaron Rodgers got drafted, the, um, the Packers have not selected and um like a skill position i don't know if it was uh if it was just like a skill position like running back wide receiver or an offensive player in general um mm-hmm. in the first round since aaron Rodgers. i forget if it was skill player or just overall offensive player like i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it was skill player because you've had that people with four first names coming in there playing out wide with them so those guys aren't first round guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think I think it was skill. They haven't drafted a skill player mm-hmm. since uh, Aaron Rodgers in the first round, which is honestly pitiful. Um, and shame on shame on them. Yeah. So that will bring us over to Buffalo. Buffalo is awesome. Um, I, I've been named an honorary Bills fan. Um, <laughs> If you've ever been inducted into Bill's Mafia, it's pretty awesome. I haven't had my official uh, introduction ceremony. Breaking and, the table? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I have to break That's the table. The so you got to break I'm, a table. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to break <laughs> a table. It's going to be awesome. Um, my nice computer is just having a crap out right now. You're good. I'll throw a little fun fact in there in the meantime. Um, I'd just like to shout out uh, my good friend from Florida, Maddie Parker. She's a big, biggest Buffalo Bills fan I know because her father played for them for about 10, 12 years or so before moving on to the Chiefs towards the end of their career. But uh, Glenn Parker was an offensive lineman in their uh, four-year Super Bowl run and uh, – protected jim kelly on the line really cool guy great family love him hopes all is well maddie and go ahead scott you're back up back up and running over here buffalo is awesome buffalo fans are awesome like uh, Mm -hmm. i went to the browns bills game in cleveland two years ago um and the browns ended up winning that one in the freddie kitchens era i don't know how um well Hauschka lined up for like i don't want to say it was like a 46 yarder with like 19 seconds left in the game um and it would have given them the lead i think we ended up we ended up winning by two yeah because of field goal they would have been up by one um and it was just awesome. Like everyone was so nice in the hotels, pre-gaming, like at the game, like everyone was so nice um, as, as Bill's fans to us. And I would definitely recommend um, going to a game against the Bills um, and with their, with how much that the Bills have struggled, like the Browns, it's just been awesome for um for them to see the rise um, and the consistency that they've had in the organization 
with uh, McDermott and Brian Dayball has been awesome. Um, so good for them. Um, and I'm going to have them uh, at 30. Wow, it's weird seeing the Bills pick at 30. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Jason Owen, uh, edge rusher from Penn State, 6'5", 257. I think he ran a 439 or like a 441 at his uh at his pro day this dude is a physical specimen um out on the field uh lots of raw potential um and i think the bills uh the bills i know that uh they want to they want to improve a little bit on defense they went out and got emmanuel sanders on offense um but i know they i know that they they want a little bit of focus on defense um, I think that they should improve the backfield. Uh, they love Zach Moss for some reason. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> tell me that they love Zach Moss in Buffalo and they're running. Um, it's not mine. Uh, who's the, who's their other running back? They're running. Uh, Devin Singletary. Singletary. Yeah. I, yeah. Why, why did I wanted to say as the, um, the other guy did David Montgomery from Chicago. I don't know why wow, I was thinking you're good. Singletary um, yeah. and Moss. They like that combo. I don't like that combo. Uh, I could see a Najee Harris here for mm-hmm. Buffalo, um, but with, uh, with the edge rusher here, Owen out of Penn state uh, has a very, very high ceiling. Um, and I think that the Buffalo would be willing to take a risk on someone like that. than plugging in a Najee Harris in the backfield. Yeah, uh, this guy, probably the quickest, best athlete in the entire draft. 4-3-6 for a defensive end is unheard of. That alone will get you sacks in the NFL. Um, Having a big body like that and the strength that he has. Um, But even with the freakish athleticism, he has shown the ability to play with proper technique. He has a great punch and good hand fighting skills. That will allow him to um, take care of bigger offensive linemen as well. So I do like it. I think, hate to correct you here. I think it's Jason Owe. It's O-W-E-H here. Um, yeah, English was not my, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not great with the English language. It comes. Scott comes was hard. born in Moscow, fun fact. And yeah, awesome. Same <laughs> here. Um, but yeah, no, he's quick. He's relentless in a great, Never mind. I was going to call Penn state a great football program. Um, they have had success, but I've successful in previous episodes. Uh, their administration has, has not been great there. Correct. Well documented. Um, but yeah, OA is going to bring a kind of, he's a tempo setter. He's high motor guy. He's going to buy into that Bills Mafia mentality and the way their defense plays where they fly out there in yep. Buffalo and they play as one. And They're fun to watch. They're so much fun to watch. Just like the Browns, they both are kind of cut from the same crop, with, especially this past season. But honestly, looking forward, they got a lot of similar attributes there. Um, so I like Jason o- Oa. I'm guessing, um, is how you pronounce it. But uh, Penn State guy. Great, great pickup for for Bills Mafia there. That leads us to the second to last pick, the penultimate pick of the first round with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this need here is quite obvious. 
the biggest thing outside of the Patrick Mahomes injury um, and his flying, diving, perfect passes with all the wide receivers dropping, um, that seems a little more fluky. Uh, all those drop catches and everything, kind of a product of the environment of that terrible pass protection and just kind of chaotic nature that the Chiefs were kind of dealt in there. Um, the Chiefs are going to be picking 28 or above every year for the next probably decade or so. Unless Mahomes gets a major injury, he's out for the season, they're going to be picking this high for a long time. They need an offensive tackle. We saw how devastating that pass rush was for Tampa Bay. Um, they have did not have Eric Fisher or Mitchell Schwartz, who are their two starting offensive tackles for that Super Bowl which was the catalyst for everything to start crumbling down. And they don't have them moving forward because they've let both of them go. So they're going to go with the biggest offensive lineman available at 6'5", 345, Jackson Carmen, offensive tackle out of Clemson. Now he was rock solid, maybe not flashy or kind of special in nature, but when you're an offensive lineman, you're not a flashy position. All you need to be is solid. You need to have your immediate vicinity, uh, your toll booth, as us offensive linemen lingo would say, um, kind of locked down. Um, being that size with his reach, he should be able to translate well into the NFL at either offensive tackle uh, position um, and be able to fend off incoming pass rushers. I think the Chiefs need to go and get another offensive lineman um, later on in the draft too. So they're going to be attacking this O-line in this draft. And this is just the kind of first step of, of that and uh, had a great pro day as well as another thing. So people have seen him shoot up his board as one director of college scouting quotes here. He's going to shoot up boards this spring due to his size, athletic ability, and versatility. Um, some people see him moving into guard. Uh, but I think at that size and that reach, he will be an offensive tackle in the NFL, which is what they need tremendously. Yeah, they, they do. Um, it was apparent. And uh, this is how um, this is how you keep your team good when you have a, a quarterback contract um, that takes a, up a majority of your cap. Uh, you need to have first round picks on the offensive line with that extra fifth year option and they're locked in um, and you need to be able to hit on later round picks um, for production value. Um, so them going on the uh, offensive line here is no surprise to anyone. Um, and I think that uh, you can lock it in uh, with any offensive lineman um, for the chiefs to, to take at 31 uh, pick, pick who you want. Uh, they're going offensive line. Yeah, outside of quarterback at one, two, and three, this position group for this team is probably the next uh, easiest choice in this draft that you know they're taking an offensive lineman. All right, so that uh, brings us to the final pick of round one, owned by the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, we'll ignore – the Super Bowl champs. Um, Part of that. Yeah, we'll just do what Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock right now. Um, and they uh, they they can use some help uh, bringing back 
uh, everyone on their squad is kind of nice. Like as a as an organization, that's pretty awesome. Uh, they just signed Gio Bernard in the backfield. I know a lot of people aren't uh, aren't a fan of their backfield. I'm one of them. I'm not a Fortnite. I'm not a Ronald Jones fan. I don't know. Uh, there's something weird about that whole thing in Tampa that like I don't understand how it worked so well and how they won a Super Bowl. That um, offensive line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the good offensive line. Like <laughs> Werfs was a hell of a pick. I wanted Werfs at ten. Um, but Jedrick fell to us last year, which was awesome. I thought Worf should have been off the board at four. Um, yeah, I was very vocal about that. Um, as you recall, like, I, I don't know how he got there, but I'm glad the way that it fell and, you know, good for all of them. Um, okay, with, that, with that being said, um, the Tampa Bay Bucks are obviously going to look for someone that, that they can throw on the field um, right now. Um, and they're going to get, that that special someone and um tampa is going to be rich on culture um and transition to come in because you're coming to the super bowl champs like you have an expectation and you need to come in and you need to dominate at your position and there's a guy on the board right now that i think can do that um with that being said 32nd pick overall tampa bay buccaneers select Asante Samuel Jr. cornerback out of Florida State. Um, the secondary in um, in Tampa is good. Shaq Barrett on one side, Carlton Davis on the other side, uh, Antonio Winfield Jr. running the safety position. Um, I love Asante Samuel, I've a little little smaller guy at 5'10, 180. I think you can bring him in and be a slot corner guy. I think he can slide inside. I think he can play outside. I think he's a very, I think he can be a very versatile guy. Um, and you know, a, he's a, he's a Florida State guy, you know. Asante Samuel, like, you know, his father played played a good amount of time in the league and had a very, very good career. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think that this connection, um, I think it could happen. Yeah. uh, Definitely the, the name kind of recognition is there. So, you know, that the kind of commitment to be great is there because his father did have a long career. Um, so you know that he's going to pass on those kind of values of getting better each and every day to his son and going here, be doubled and tripled down with Brady there as well, because there are no days off. I think Brady, there was a, a video shot of him and he was just calmly packing up his locker room after he won the Super Bowl while everyone else was like messing around in the in the locker room. So that kind of get better each and every day mentality that you don't have to like Brady or them, but you got to respect what he's done outside of the reported cheating stuff in, in new England. Like any little thing like that is not going to reward him with seven Super Bowls Now, like any type of deflated football is not going to like question how much he has succeeded and how well he's done and how much effort he's put into it. So and um, you got to love the uh, the personality that has come out of Brady since leaving New England. Oh, yeah. Like the guy's fun. The guy is really, really funny. And 
you know, it's kind of held back by Belichick and the seriousness in, in New mm-hmm. England. So um, I'm like, celebration. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love like I love how much fun like you can tell that Brady loves to have fun. Um, and it was held yeah, back it, and he's just he's enjoying his uh, his ride out. Yeah, it breaks that kind of image that we had of Brady, which is a super white collar type guy that looks down on everyone. I think that that was the biggest knock um, against anyone who like said that they didn't like Brady was just because of that nature. Cause it was always Brady versus Manning yeah. and Manning was always doing commercials and chatting with fans and doing that stuff. But Brady is a, he is a great human being. He does so much. He is not ever kind of heralded for that because he doesn't get in the news and always do all this kind of stuff. He does it on its own. And, um, and so, you know, although I <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes more and would want him to win the Super Bowl. Um, I got to respect Brady and, and, and how good of a person he is, but that culture translates over into Asante Samuel Jr. and what he would also bring to the field. So he'd buy in, it'd be a seamless fit and can't have enough corners as we've said many yep. times. Yep. So, all right. That, uh, that wraps up our first round. Just remember, uh, we're only getting 10 of these picks. Correct. Uh, yeah. We will have the full mock uh posted up for us if you want to keep us accountable um on thursday night i'll be making sure that um that we check mark and uh we'll we'll have a final result uh but we're aiming for double digits i i think we can get to 10 i think if we get to 10 it would be awesome Um, i think uh eight eight i think we for sure got that's one of our one of our four episodes here good old quarter of the draft but i think we got double digits here yeah I'm excited. Every uh, I hope everyone does enjoy Thursday. Um, you know, shout out to everyone that's making the draft possible in mm-hmm. uh, Cleveland this year. Uh, what a what a fun thing to be able to attend. Everyone that's ever gone just looks like, and they have so much fun. Um, and I know the NFL puts on a great event for it. Um, so I hope everyone has fun up there. Uh, it looks the, the stage is coming along right along the lakefront. I see the construction of it every day. So, um, I'm excited for it. I'm glad that we're getting it back in person. Um, I'm excited to see Roger Goodell get booed like that. (laughs) that. Um, so the boobers react out there too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, I I'm just really excited. It's gonna, it's gonna be fun. Uh, we'll be live on Thursday, uh, for the draft party. Um, we'll, we'll have a live stream of it. Uh, we got a fun event that we're doing with, uh, with betting money on, uh, responsibly, responsibly betting money on draft picks, um, so that's going to be awesome. We'll be live, live streaming that on uh, our Facebook page. So uh, get ready for that. You can watch the draft with us, see our reactions, watch us eat food, get drunk. Like it, it's going to be a fun time. Great time to be a football fan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> football season right. is here. Mock draft season is over. Lock these picks in. Don't take them to the bank. Don't take them to <laughs> Vegas. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> well, see you back in probably early August or so to get you ready for fantasy football. Yeah, season. fantasy football episodes will be coming. All right, see everyone later. <laughs>